Good morning. This is Ed of Ed's Bookshelf. We are continuing with the roses. This is part four. She rubbed her hand across her brow. The image did the same. Watching this scene unfold before him, he felt his heart break. He heard her say to the image in the softest voice, I don't know who you are, ma'am. Who are you, ma'am? The image spoke as Miss Rose spoke. Neither heard the other. While watching his wife, he looked at the image. It was crying soft tears. His wife was too. He closed the bathroom door quietly, went into their bedroom and fell on his knees. With both hands stretched upward in supplication, tears willing in his eyes, he asked out loud and in pain, she has prayed to you for 30 years. Will you now forget her being she cannot remember who she is? One Monday morning, he had awakened too late after having tried to keep Miss Rose settled all night until she finally fell asleep. She had walked off without letting him know where she was going. Fear gripped him as he searched the complex. He found her this time sitting on another apartment steps, unaware of how she had gotten there. One day he heard a knock at his apartment door. Yes, he called out. Come in. Mr. Rose, Charles paused. Miss Rose is at my apartment with mother. Well, sir, she had, had done something on herself and mother wanted to clean her up before we brought her back home to you. We found her down in the alley behind the complex. Almost falling, Mr. Rose studied himself. Thank you, Charles and Miss Cat. I'll go and get her now, son. She is sick. This was the first time he had ever said those words, and they sounded strange to him. Mr. Rose, said Charles, the complex knows that Miss Rose isn't feeling well. We will keep watching out for her. She's our Miss Rose, too. Mr. Rose looked at Charles and smiled briefly, then nodded slightly. That night, as she slept soundly, Mr. Rose uncalled the long cord he had purchased earlier that day. He slowly put an end under his wife's hips while she slept, being careful not to awaken her. As he sat down in the rocking chair next to her bed, he sighed and fumbling tried to tie the other end of the cord around his waist. He knew he must do something to remain always aware of her presence while they slept. Her constant leaving had become too dangerous now. He shuddered when he thought of her having been in the alley 
and not knowing where she was at that moment. He thought that at least this way he would always be aware of her movements when he fell asleep after she had done so. Yet in the morning he awoke and looked in the direction of Miss Rose. She was gone. As quickly as he could, he got up and searched the apartment. She wasn't there. He ran to the apartment terrace and called out her name in a frenzy. Miss Rose, he screamed. Miss Rose, he screamed again. He watched as the strange Negro man, looking afraid, slowly led Miss Rose back into the complex. Hey, shouted Mr. Rose. What are you doing with her? He asked loudly. The man, suddenly stopping, looked up and said, Look, man, she was about to get hit in the street out there. She albino, so I knew she lived here in you all's area, so I brung her back here. You know her? Yes, sir, she's my wife. Thank you, said Mr. Rose, grateful to the Negro man. Man, you need to put her in the farm where the other people who lose their minds be at. The Negro man had said this with a matter of factness and honesty that Mr. Rose felt immediately. Then as quickly as he could, the Negro left, having survived the reputation of the complex for making outsiders disappear. With Miss Rose sitting at the kitchen table, staring at her coffee cup, as if it could speak to her, Mr. Rose thought long and hard about the words the Negro man had said to him. He knew he couldn't put her in that type of place the man had spoken of. For other people who had lost their mind is what the man had said. Looking at his wife, finding her in the same beauty he had come to love so much, how could he ever consider that idea? She needed him now more than ever, yet she was getting worse. He dared not leave her for a moment alone. What could he do? What should he do? If it were he, what would Miss Rose do? Funny, he knew the answer to all the questions he posed to himself now. Afraid of confiding in the other residents of the complex more information than what they already knew, his mind continued to drift in search of hope. Suddenly he stood up. Keeping an eye on his wife, he went to his apartment door and out to the terrace. He saw Charles sitting down reading a comic book. Charles, Charles, he called out loudly. Come up here, please. Yes, sir, came Charles's quick reply. I need to go to the hospital for an hour. Would you keep an eye on Miss Rose until I get back? His voice sounded pleading. Yes, sir, take your time. You know me. He smiled. Thank you, son, said Mr. Rose. As he went up the few steps of the hospital entrance, he paused. Slowly, he pushed the quiet doors open and went in hesitantly. As he slowly walked through the silent hall, he came to his destination. He slowly walked into the office area. Ma'am, he approached the lady behind the desk. 
Is the doctor in? He asked cautiously. Do you have an appointment? She answered dryly, not looking up. No, ma'am, he answered. The doctor sees no one without an appointment, she said. The inner door opened and the gentle doctor came out. Hello, Mr. Rose, the doctor said. May I help you? Can I speak with you, sir, said Mr. Rose. Sure, come in, beckoned the doctor. Miss Rose felt the icy cold stare hit him in the back as he passed the former barrier. They sat and talked for about an hour. Finally, the doctor sighed, stood, and shook Mr. Rose's hand. I know what you're about to do is a most painful experience for you, sir. I wish I could do more. His words were gentle and firm. Mr. Rose quickly wiped the tears from his eyes with a wrinkled blue handkerchief given to him by his wife. I know, sir, I know. I love her with all the broken pieces of my heart, the old man explained to the gentle one. Returning home, Mr. Rose thanked Charles and went into the bedroom to see his wife. She was sitting on the bed with a string of drool stringing from her mouth. Her eyes were vacant. Miss Rose, he called gently to her. Miss Rose. She turned to the sound. Why do you think she did it? We'll be okay, you said, well, well. The unconnected, nonsensical banter continued as if he wasn't there. Mr. Rose sat in the rocker in front of his wife. He watched her for a long time as he remembered, wished and prayed. My wife, my wife, he cried as the tears flooded his eyes. You are everything to me. How can I let you go? How can I go on? What will I do? Who will make the coffee? Who will rub my back, Miss Rose? It hurts me now, my neck, it hurts me now. He put her hand on his neck as in times past. Her hand fell effortlessly back to her lap. Who will read the Bible to me? Who will? Who will? What shall I do, Miss Rose? I've lost my direction, my course, my hope without you. Miss Rose, come back. Come back, pleaded the broken voice of a broken man from the broken pieces of his heart. End of chapter 4.